Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Evolution Podcast. Namaste. My name is Paul Teodo, joined here with Michael Henry. Most yoga teacher trainings are becoming watered down and mediocre. So we've created this podcast to help supplement those of you who graduated from a teacher training and don't feel confident going out into the real world. Michael and I are lucky to have been trained by some amazing people. We've gone out into the world ourselves and had success, and we want you to feel confident to protect your students and to build your career with integrity and authenticity. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Evolution. I am your co-host, Paul Teodo, joined with Michael Henry, and we are going to discuss not yoga. Other things that you can do to keep your body really healthy. So uh, while a yoga practice is fantastic and it gives you probably 75 to 80%, in my opinion, of what your mind, body, and spirit needs, we're going to talk about uh, what Michael and I do besides yoga to supplement our physical and mental practice. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great topic because yoga is super great. It's fairly well-rounded, or it can be, depending on the practice and depending on what you're doing. But no matter how much yoga you do, there's always other things that you could be doing to help complete the whole package. And that's basically what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I found yoga at the age of 27, and I had been lifting weights a lot uh, from the age of basically 14 to about 27. I was a gym guy. Like, I was a big gym rat. And uh, by the time I became 30, maybe 31, uh, for about four years, I stopped doing everything except for yoga and hiking. Uh, and I can honestly say my body felt incredible, but I think it was because I had already built such a strong structural foundation with those 15 years of weightlifting. Mm. Um, and then about six, after about four or five years of only yoga, I started adding some other stuff to it. Uh, just, just, I think one, because I wanted my body to feel better and two, just because I was teaching yoga and working in yoga and doing yoga and I just needed something some else. Variety. Yeah. Some variety <laughs> in my life. Like I, I love this stuff, but I don't live, eat, breathe, sleep it. You what know? Were you All those signs, eat, sleep. Do yoga? Uh, that, yeah, that, that was me basically for for about six years, right. yeah, five and a half years. A little bit more balance, right? Yeah. You got a, that pendulum to swing back the other way. So what did you do? What was some of the things that you reincorporated or started fresh? Yeah, well, um, first off, it was it was uh, there was that four-year period, five-year period where I was doing very strong, sweaty, 90-minute power and vinyasa yoga classes in Los Angeles, which are very physical. So you're, you're talking about a lot of stretching. You're talking about um, not just stretching, but conscious stretching, lengthening while engaging. You're talking a lot, of, a lot of deep core work, forward folds, um, thigh bone extension, all of it. Uh, the only thing that I really felt was missing was uh, cardio and pulling. And then I later learned it's also missing elasticity. Hmm. Um, so actually like bouncing and, and conscious stressing. Right. What do you mean by pulling? So you said cardio, pulling, 
So yeah, so pulling, pulling like uh, you know, you, a, a lot of yoga, a lot of yoga teachers and uh, a lot of yogis, they supplement their practice with rock climbing because mm. rock climbing is developed. You develop grip strength, forearm strength, uh, bicep strength, and pulling all by just using your natural body weight. Right. Uh, so that is a really nice supplement. Um, Pilates can can do some of that. So once I, once I got out of just doing these power yoga classes and added, I also added like these Pilates classes in Los Angeles, which were so freaking hard. The hardest thing, I think the hardest things I've ever done was on this thing called the Megaformer. Do you know what that is? That's like the machine, right? It's like a torture machine. Yeah. Like literally looks it looks like, like one. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like a torture machine. And they had these classes in Los Angeles. Um, they were so fucking hard and so good. They're like 35 bucks a class on these like ridiculous, like $10,000 machines. But you would walk out of there in 50 minutes and just be toast, Mm -hmm. just destroyed. And um, so, so I found that, that type of Pilates that really supplemented my, my practice a lot. Mm -hmm. It was great. And added some of the pulling. Um, And I, I I continued to go hiking, which was not just uh, for cardio, but it was for my own just mental and spiritual well-being, just being outside in nature. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. It's also very functional. Yeah, very fun. Exactly, very functional. You you get sunlight too, so it help your immune system and whatnot. And that that I never I never um, let go of. Even even excuse me, even when I was only doing yoga, I was still supplementing with hiking. And, and pretty pretty intense hiking, too, in Los Angeles and some of the canyons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. And then uh, after that, I started adding weights again. Right. And now I lift weights like two to three times a week. And I do yoga three to, f- three to five times a week. And I incorporate a lot of myofascial elasticity and bouncing to, and pulsing to my yoga practice. So right. weights little bit of cardio. I walk the dogs. There's not a lot of mountains here where we live, so I can't really hike, but I walk the dogs outside in nature. And um, yeah, that's my practice. You know what I will say is hanging, hanging. Mm. I had shoulder, I had shoulder pain for a period of about um, three or four months. And I actually on the Joe Rogan podcast, I heard some guy saying, he said like, if you want to clear up shoulder pain, hang. So I did hanging for like a couple, couple months. I'd hang for like, just hang on a pull-up bar. Yeah, like grab something and let your body kind of dangle, basically. Yes, I would dangle basically for like a few minutes. I think they wanted you to do five or six minutes a day, uh, four or five times a week. And I did that, and my shoulder pain went away like after the, probably about a month. Mm. Yeah, never came back. Wow, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, do you know why that? I mean, you're the physio. I mean, it creates space in the joint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to stretch a lot of the fascia it's going to create a lot of space in the capsule i mean not to talk too jargony but it can definitely help if it's a consistent practice so if you did it pretty consistently for a month yeah absolutely you can get some strong benefit from it um i think hanging in general is pretty solid um as long as you know you don't do it for too long because sometimes it can be a little straining depending on your shoulder issues so i wouldn't just hang for you know hours and stuff like that but like getting that good like how long did you stretch it for how long did you hang it for because it's going to be different from each person but like for example for me um i'm a little bit bigger of a body and my upper body 
has to like I have to support and hold my whole body so my shoulders needing to be able to support that yeah. from hanging is can be quite intense so depending on your body size will depend on how long you can probably hang for so just keep that in mind if you're thinking about oh I'm gonna go get a pull-up bar and <laughs> start hanging yeah yeah I was I wasn't hanging for five minutes straight right. it was like a minute a minute and a half maybe like a minute and a half and then a minute and a half and then a minute and then it gets shorter and shorter it's actually hard just yeah. to hang for like 90 seconds is quite hard yeah yeah the shoulders fatigue really really quickly yeah. even if you do weight training and stuff like that you'll notice yeah uh, they just fatigue really quickly cool all right so that's really good um what do you do or what would you recommend somebody do if, if they're doing i mean you, you know these power yoga classes you do the training yeah um, well, I think the thing that we didn't really mention fully, just to be perfectly clear, the, the, the parts, the things that we're saying to supplement the yoga is things that you can't really do in a yoga class. You can't really pull yeah. in a yoga class, which is kind of why we, that was one of them. Cardio, I mean, you could potentially get some cardio if you consistently go and flow through, uh, but it's probably not something that you're going to be able to sustain, uh, I would say. So it's, it's more of an anaerobic yeah. um, cardio as opposed to aerobic where you can kind of go for, you know, an hour or two hours doing a hiking, trekking or running or biking or cycling or swimming or something like that, where your heart and your lungs are going to be able to pump consistently. Yeah. Um, so that's probably what we're referring to with regards to that. Um, and then the elasticity, which we'll get into, um, which would probably be a bit a part of what my answer is. So what do I do? Um, <laughs> I do a lot of physio. <laughs> Basically, I'll do... Besides my interests, well, which I'll get into, is I'm, I'm very specific on doing targeted exercises for my body. Fortunately, uh, because of my training and because of the way that I, um, you know, love my body, we'll say, um, I really try to fix things. Basically, if I notice there's a tweak or if I notice there's a weakness or if I notice that I'm struggling or challenged to do, in particularly a yoga pose, or I can't, you know, do a Urva Dhanurasana yeah. because my thoracic... Uh, extension is limited or my shoulders qu don't quite open for me to lift all the way up, then I'll go to the gym and I'll do a bunch of exercises to try to like work on that. So like specific training exercises, um, which is a very vague thing because it's, it's really specific to the, the, the part of the body that needs to be trained. But to be more specific, I would say if I notice a weakness or a, a muscle imbalance, for example, if I'm, if I'm doing, you know, um, and, and I'm trying to relate it back to yoga, but if you're doing some sort of balance and you notice that you're, you're stronger balance on one side versus the other, you know, there's probably a reason for that. Maybe, you know, if you're right-handed or right-footed, um, your right leg is quite strong and stable and your left leg, maybe not so much. So, you know, you could do some more focused strength training or challenge strength, uh, not strength training, sorry, balance training um, at a gym or just something that involves maybe hopping or jumping around to challenge that balance. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing it in a yoga class, you know, you might hold the pose for, I don't know, 15, 20, maybe 30 seconds. Um, and then you'll move on and you're probably not going to get that much training out of it if you really want to try to push that, that imbalance in your body. So that's usually what I try to focus on. If I notice that I'm consistently having a hard time with something in my personal yoga practice, I'll try to say, okay, like what can I do and what can I spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes at the gym doing to try to make that better for me? Um, particularly because of my knee injuries, um, I always knew that um, basically it would be really challenging for me to fully bend my knees, particularly my left one, because I recently tore my MCL and it's, you know, there's a little bit of stuff going on in there still. 
So sitting on my heels or um, basically doing like a yogi squat or anything where my knees are maximum bent does not feel very good. Yeah. And if I'm in a yoga flow or a yoga class, like I don't have time to like sit in that and like kind of move and migrate a little bit and make these micro adjustments to try to like smooth out the surface. So instead I'll just go to the gym and then I'll sit on my knees with a pillow and then I'll like push into it and then just like do micro side bending, you know, maybe some little rotations with my body, just try to move around in the joint to basically give it some love and care, but like without the, the need for a deadline to get to the next pose, which, you know, in a yoga class, you kind of, unless you're doing it by yourself, you're kind of following, you're following along as much as possible. So I guess my, my answer is, is I try to take parts of yoga, bring it to a gym and like allow myself time to explore, not necessarily a pose, but something that would help me to, to, to be better at my yoga practice, um, particularly from my knees, even in my hips and then my shoulders. Those would probably be the three, <coughs> excuse me, that um, seem to have more tightness or limitation. Yeah. Uh, probably for most people as well, I'd say. And then obviously the spine, but the spine is, is, a, is a whole beast in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, is there, any, is there any traditional exercise that you do? Like, like I know you go walking and hiking, but like, yeah. do you like do bench press or anything like that or anything old school? Or Yeah, I, I mix it up quite a bit. So I'm probably not the best person to answer this question <clears throat> because I do a little bit of everything depending on what my body needs. But I definitely go to the gym. I do resistance training. I think resistance training... Um, is really important through repetition um, while yoga is really good to you know you still have that pushing uh, power uh, not so much the pulling but I just think repetition in, in increasing um, resistance through weight is really helpful to build up those fast twitch muscles yeah um, especially as you get older uh, becomes even more important um, so that's something that I try to do but I don't go like you know not when I was like in my 20s and try to lift like 300 pounds or anything like that. Like now I'll just take the lightweights and I don't even care. I'll just do like 15, 20, 20 repetitions, slow and controlled, focusing on my joint as opposed to the muscle. So I guess the best way that I can better answer this question is I'll go to the gym and I'll say, I'm going to work on my shoulder joint today. I'm not going to say I'm going to work on my shoulder muscles. I'm not going to say I'm going to go work on my chest. I'm not going to go work on my, you know, my back muscles. I'm just going to work on my joint. So like, what do I need to do to help make my joint work better? Hmm. So that's kind of what I focus on. That's a great intention. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with the knees. Like I'm going to go, actually the other day someone was, you know, the usual thing is, oh, I'm going to do back and buys or I'm going to do chest and tries or I'm going to do my legs. So the guy asked me, he's like, what are you going to work on? I was like, I'm going to work on my knees. And he's like, oh, what are you going to do? I'm like, whatever my knees need. So a little bit of squatting, but not much, maybe some leg press, you know, and then lots of stretching. And then I tried to do some like agility stuff where I can move left and right, some lateral movements. So yeah, treating your joints. Um, is probably something that I do a little bit more specifically. Hmm. And then if we were to get into a more traditional answer, um, I used to play basketball a lot uh, before I ended up tearing my MCL in my left knee. And that's how I hurt my right knee as well. I tore my ACL, which was about 10 years ago. So Basketball turned you into an old for, man. For that reason, I don't play basketball anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so now I do yoga uh, to help uh, supplement Are you a Toronto that. Raptors fan? Uh, I am, yeah. yeah. I'm more of a Detroit Pistons fan. Yeah. My mom's from Detroit, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's been in my blood for a long time. But uh, they're not very good right now, so yeah. <laughs> I keep that under wraps. I don't talk about it on podcasts yeah. and stuff. But they know? had that one. They had that one year where they had uh, they they won the championship with like Chauncey Billups, 2004. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. no real all star, no real superstar, just a solid five 
tough guys. Yeah, it was yeah. a solid roster. And yeah. it was perfect, too, because I went to school, my undergrad, uh, for human kinetics, kinesiology, which we talked about in a previous podcast. Um, I went to school in Windsor, which was 15 minutes across the river to Detroit. So I'd go to Pistons games all the time. It was really, really, really fun. Mm. Uh, but besides that, um, besides basketball, I used to do running. Which would be good for the, the elasticity, the bouncing, yeah, the yeah. cardio, you know, getting that the hearts and the lungs pumping. So that's a really supplementary exercise. The problem for me is that it's not great on the knees, yeah. uh, especially if you're running on asphalt. Um, so, or broken streets in Bali. Or broken streets in Bali. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, the streets here are so bad for the ankles and knees. Yeah. 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 So um, that's probably the most of it. Hiking and trekking is something I really enjoy doing as well. Um, but I, I try to mix it up as much as possible. And I think it's important for people to find something that they enjoy doing. You know, yeah. don't just do what we're doing. Don't do, you know, exactly what, especially because my answer was kind of confusing probably. But like find something that you enjoy doing. And the idea is to find the principle behind like, you know, is this going to improve my overall um, health and wellness? Because, you know, I'm involving a little bit more pulling or maybe I'm getting a little bit more resistance training involved or my, my heart's going to be pumping a little bit harder um, or, you know, I'm going to go for longer walks or bike rides or swimming or something like that. Like something that you really enjoy. Maybe it's a pastime that you had from when you were a kid. Um, you know, don't let go of those things if they're going to be beneficial to your overall well-being and it helps to supplement your yoga practice as well. So that's what I would say is, you know, if you're listening, find your own thing. Um, and that's probably going to be the thing that you're going to be most consistent with. And that's really what's most important. I agree with that. And I would also add, uh, definitely definitely meditation is a game changer and it's a you don't uh you can meditate at the end in savasana but really incorporating meditation as part of your overall wellness program is will change your life mm. and, and i'm a real big believer that you know if it, it, you have to really give meditation a shot especially if you want to teach yoga you should be meditating you should be practicing meditation you should learn how to meditate you should study it um, the, the science is completely out and it's a, it's a game changer. I, I think for me, uh, personally, I, I don't know if I could prove it, but meditation has had uh, just such a solid impact on my immune system and on just my overall inflammation and just because stress has such a huge impact on our overall health and wellness and exercise is great for combating stress and meditation is just as great. And I just know for me, um, especially with this whole 2020 and this pandemic, I just, meditation has been huge, huge, huge. And not just for my own mental well-being, but also feeling confident that my immune system is in as good a shape as it can be at a time like right now. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Um, meditation has obviously the large component of breathing. And stillness yeah. and allowing to release some tension um, or at least it can release a lot of tension and part of exercising is not necessarily to release tension but you do do that um, and if your body's also getting that from another avenue that doesn't involve you know using a crap ton of calories then it's only going to help to make things easier and better for you so you know if you meditate in the morning and then you go work out and exercise afterwards you know, your workout might be a little bit better. You know, you might be getting absolutely 
you know, a better breathing pattern as you're working out. You're not holding your breath as much. You're not holding as much tension in your muscles. So your muscles are actually going to be able to work a little bit more. So then you get, get more benefit from the actual training or exercises that you're doing. So yeah, I think it's a great add on there, the meditation piece. So thank you for mentioning that. Boom. So last thing we'll talk about to wrap it up is the elasticity. We mentioned a few times, but we didn't really jump into it too much. So what do we mean by elasticity? Um, It kind of relates to fascia. So fascia is uh, the web of connective tissue. Basically, it's it's the thing that holds our whole system together. It's kind of like the skin, but then it's also the parts underneath the skin that kind of connect the muscles and the bones and the joints and all that stuff. So it's a kind of a complicated web. It's kind of like the matrix of your body, basically. Kind of holds everything in together. So that whole system has a lot of potential energy. Um, it's not necessarily um, something that can contract like a muscle. Actually, it can't contract, but it does have give. Um, it has that ability to stretch. It has that elasticity. And uh, it's made predominantly of water. And one of the things that can happen as you get older is your body starts to dehydrate, right? You start to drink less water. You start to dry up if you, if, if you may. But ultimately, um, because the fascia in our body is made up of so much water, it needs to be given a bit of love, which is why rolling becomes super important as you get older, um, as well as sometimes myofascial techniques and releases and those types of things, or even just massages from a massage therapist can really help to you know, improve the circulation in your body, uh, improve the circulation in your fascia, get the water moving in and out of the cells is really, really beneficial. So that being said, in order to further benefit or further improve your fascia is to do elasticity training, or you could call it bouncing. You could call it something where um, ultimately you're, you're doing a movement that's it's kind of like a repetitive movement, um, not super hard and intense, but something that kind of has like a bit of a bounce to it. So the, the only example that I can think of is like, if you're on your toes and, or you're, you're lifting up on your heels and you're just bouncing on your toes up and down, up and down, like that's an example of just an elastic movement, like a bounce. Yeah, it's like, it's like pulsing. Pulsing, like yeah. Pulsing, bouncing, like jumping rope would yeah. be like a great example. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And just, you know, if you tried to jump with your feet flat on the ground and you bent your knees and you jumped up, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get too super high. But if you, you know, start to create a bit of a momentum and you do a bit of a bounce beforehand and then you pop up, you're going to get a lot higher up. So you could argue that there's some momentum, you could swing your arms in there, but ultimately you are getting a lot of potential energy coming from your fascia when you do that. And that is something that can be lost over time. So whether you are practicing yoga or not, you don't typically get that in probably most yoga classes unless you're doing something like maybe one of Paul's yin yang classes where he makes you pulse Uh, but he does that for the exact intention of what we're talking about today so you might actually need to do something that involves that outside of yoga classes which could be something like running it could be something that's more like a sport type related thing where you have that bounce uh, where your muscles are kind of like swinging around but ultimately kind of coming back to shape um, if that makes sense but what would you say, Paul? Like, how would you how would you word basically yeah, what, this what I piece? Say, like the, the the beautiful thing about yoga is that it's low impact, and one of the problems with yoga is that it's low impact. Right. It's the same thing. It's because it's so safe on your body 
that if you only practice yoga and then you go to play basketball mm. or go play, you know, ultimate frisbee and your body is not a, a used to like running or jumping or moving dynamically, uh, you could potentially injure yourself because your, your body, the fascia has lost its elasticity, mm -hmm. its ability to absorb impact and then return back to like a neutral phase. So, um, yeah, the, 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 I started incorporating elasticity movements about three and a half, four years ago, and it's a game changer, absolute game changer, especially as we start to get older. I'm 40 years old now. I'm freaking old. Um, but this elasticity helps me really still feel really young and youthful and vibrant. And uh, it's a total game changer. Like I, I have my home practice is as much elasticity as it is actual like physical asana. And that's where I was able to create like this yin yang class that is basically that. It's a combination of vinyasa flow with pulsing. Yeah. And it's a, it feels great. It's a very holistic practice it's probably one of my favorite classes to do yeah. to be perfectly honest because it has both you know that stillness and that stretch and that flexibility but then it also trains the fascia and you get that bounce and you know you get some strength and also because you're pulsing so much <laughs> your heart and your lungs get a bit of a workout as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. cool um what else I think, you know, if you want to learn elasticity, you can learn it. Uh, you know, I have a program at the yoga collective.com and uh, Dylan Warner's got one that's pretty cool. And um, they just see, seek it out. It's a really cool new phase, it's like a new thing. Um, some mobility classes have elasticity, but but check it out because it's a game changer. It's yeah. an absolute game changer. And it's it's it totally changed my body and made, made me feel just so much more youthful and springy and vibrant and strong at the same time. And, yeah. and, and, and it also has me more com more confident in my ability to um, avoid injuries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, fascia is something that's been um, studied more in the last decade or two, um, whereas before that, it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Not that it wasn't a thing. It wasn't something that was really like talked about or looked at too much. Um, so it's fairly new, so you'll probably hear it here and there, but like the more you dig into it, the more you'll realize how important and powerful it can be once you start to learn how to, you know, stretch or strengthen or train your fascia. And the best way to think of this or compare this, I would say is we keep mentioning as you get older, you lose that elasticity, that bounce, that flexibility, and it's not necessarily your muscles or your joints that lose it. It's more the fascia. So if you look at someone who's like 70 years old and they walk quite stiff. They look almost rigid. They don't have a lot of bounce to them, would you yeah. say, right? You know, grandma doesn't bounce when she falls down on the ground, whereas a kid sure. does, right? Yeah. And that has a lot to do with the fascia because there's just a lot more give. It's almost like a window of a window of, of range of motion that your body allows for that receiving of energy and then pushing back of energy. So that's kind of what this bounce is. So if you don't want to be or you want to avoid or try to... Um, support yourself as much as possible to not be that rigid old person in years down the road, then the best thing to do is to try to incorporate a bit of elasticity practicing. If you're only doing yoga, whether it be that yin yang kind of style where you're pulsing or just finding some other activity that really suits you and it incorporates that, that kind of style. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. I think that's pretty solid. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, the last thing that I'll say, has nothing to do with what we talked about today. But what I wanted to say was, you know, we've been doing a few new podcasts for the last couple of weeks now, 
and we would just wanted to hear from you guys. So let us know if you're liking the content, if you have any questions or concerns about some of the stuff we're talking about, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and also if you're liking what we're putting out there, if you're listening on Spotify, it'd be really helpful to uh, give us a like. And I don't think you can review us on Spotify, but if you do listen to Apple Podcasts, you can definitely subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, but also give us a little love, send us a little review, and even give us a comment. You can even throw in some questions in there if you want. And that would really help us out. So we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Help us out and send us your questions, please. Yeah, any questions you guys got, we'd love to, to bring them on and feature them. So thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Michael. All right, we'll see you guys next time.